Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Sitting down with Keith Myers. We're talking, uh, we're going to preview this little mock game that the Seahawks are going to do. A live scrimmage uh, between the offenses and defenses of the team. Go through some other drills and and whatever else they decide to do. It's kind of a fun outing for uh, fans to be able to to check it out in person. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, this is a, it's, it's a fun like day because it's, it's live, right? It's live action. It's not, um, there's no, you know, there's actually hitting, there's no like, Oh, we're going to set this up and do it in a certain way so that we, uh, the offense can, you know, run the same thing over and over again. Um, or anything like that. Like they, you know, the plays come in, um, people have got to get the, get all the signals relayed. They practice the communication aspect of it on defense. It's live hitting. And um, so this really is prep for uh, games and it's fun. And so I'm looking forward to it. This is the closest thing we have to real football um, in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we've, we've got to wait till the 13th before we face, face another team. And that's uh, that's coming up pretty quick, too. Um, wanted to mention this, Keith, this is our 339th recording of this show. That seems like a lot we're we're darn near experts now uh you'd hope so 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 people should listen to us <laughs> when we talk about previewing this game that's what yeah. that's what we're saying yeah um 339 so, huh 339 most of them have been over an hour some of them most have been of close them, to yeah. two hours yeah isn't yep. that crazy Our, the that's original the original format of the show was supposed to be 45 minute episodes and i don't think we kept one under 45 minutes I think in we like had three, one in three years yeah we had one episode that was coming <laughs> under 45 minutes in in three years so that was 150 episodes ago and yeah. about 150 episodes into the show and and i think we gave up i think i finally talked you into at least not worrying about it anymore yeah we, that was we some of the that was that was some of the best stuff we that. That, that, where yeah. we just stopped worrying we just didn't care for a, a stretch there maybe a year where um we just kind of showed up and did our thing and people miss that i still get notes mm-hmm. yeah like where's the where's the long format again we get off topic and we start rambling about random things or whatever pops into mind and we're like hey we're supposed to be previewing this defense and we're like oh yeah we're 45 minutes in and we haven't started because <laughs> you know what, what? We, we used to and, do well we still kind of do that because guess what it's our show and we get to do it we want that's why why it's our show it's like Mm -hmm. it would be great to be you know partnered up with somebody else or on somebody else's show all the time but we're not wait you you want to be partnered with someone else feel free find someone bill (laughs) so today we're going to do i'm going to pivot uh today (laughs) we are going to do um position groups yeah kind of look at preview a little bit about what we expect to see or what we want to see um in this mock game coming up yeah so let's start at the top why don't we 
and just mm-hmm. go straight to the heart of the matter, the quarterbacks. Everyone wants to know about the quarterbacks. Where do we stand? How do Geno Smith and Drew Locke look in this offense under Shane Waldron? And what does Pete Carroll want to see out of them? He mentioned point, point guard quite a bit in the offseason. And um, it'll be interesting to see uh, just based on, you know, the snaps and so forth that we've seen so far. It's mostly been Geno Smith, but everyone also expects Drew Locke to get his opportunities as well. Um, and I think that's that's happening slowly but surely. And um, this mock game, I want to see a couple of different things out of the quarterback position. Um, I want to see proper communication. So I want them to to be able to go to the line and make adjustments and properly communicate that. And then I just kind of want to see um, a level of a level of competence there. I don't necessarily need to see everything completed perfectly, but I want to see the offense run in a manner that shows competence, like that the the quarterbacks have command. They command the, the the huddle. They command the team, and they can look like they can move the ball effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you, Keith? I'm just I'm looking for. Uh, that for them to lead the offense and move the ball, to get some first downs, string together a couple some drives. Um, I don't need you know everything to be a big play. I don't. I'm not expecting them to go out and score on every drive or anything like that. But I do want them to show me. I mean, maybe competence is is the right word. I want them to distribute the ball, run the offense as it's designed, um, and you know, show that this offense is capable of not being just abysmal. So the interesting thing about about the competence and, and moving the ball and so forth is they're facing a, a really decent defense. So that's that's the other thing I'm kind of interested to find out is we've heard a lot about the defense so far in training camp as being the premier unit. Um, I want to see that, what that looks like against our offense, what, what those guys, you know, and we'll talk about the defensive guys in in a little bit, um, but it's it's interesting to me watching now this offense, specifically these quarterbacks against what is turning out to I think be an underrated defense. It'll be be interesting to watch. Um, running backs, Keith. What do you want to see out of the running back room, and who I'm, do you want to see most? Well, who I want to see most is um, Ken Walker. I want to see him out there. I want to see him speed. I want to see. Um, if he's reading blocks well, how he's adjusting to Seattle's outside zone scheme and, and um, the reads that it takes, because sometimes it takes players, you know, a while before the, everything clicks with that. I mean, with Marshawn, it took him like eight weeks um, before he it, it really clicked for him. And we know how great he was. So uh, I, I want to see where where Ken Walker is in that. I'm really looking forward to seeing him and his speed. Get him on the outside at least once and let him just go to town. Yeah, I agree with the Ken Walker situation. In fact, um, I was reading a little something the other day about um, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. He didn't get a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. at Michigan State. And I understand that that's been a, one of his early in camp best attributes is being able to catch the ball out of the backfield and, and kind of move in space. Didn't he have like 12 receptions his entire collegiate career? On 14 career? targets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it, you know, <laughs> and so the rub on him was that he, that's not part of his game, but it looks like it was just not part of the offenses that he was in. He was, was, there was no attempt made to get him the ball because that's not what they did. 
right? They yeah. ran it. He doesn't. In the he doesn't have stone hands. Yeah. He's got soft hands. He's got. He's got the ability to do it. I think it actually fits really well in the offense. The way that it's designed is to get um, playmakers out in open space, including the running backs. So we'll see how they how they do that. They're not going to show a lot. They're not going to show their hand in this game, most of the preseason. Uh, but at least you're going to get glimpses. These plays are in the playbook. Um, they're just not very sophisticated, the, the very sophisticated ones. I'm actually looking at Rashad Penny. Um, he's been able to stay healthy so far, get him into this game, give him some reps. Um, you know, when it comes to a mock game, you're not going to see a lot of physical tackling and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I'm just interested to see him move. Um, I'm really interested to see how they kind of blend the entire offense. How many run plays, design run plays that they run, how many designed uh, pass plays that they do, how many looks out of the backfield are these guys getting, how many uh, plays to the tight ends are we are we seeing? In fact, speaking of tight ends, what do you want to see out of the tight end group, Keith? Well, I was going to uh, let me say one more thing about the running backs. What I want to see is for Rashad Penny to get a couple of runs and look good and then go sit on the bench and not get hurt. Just okay. throwing that out there. Now, yeah. um, now is there, okay, okay, before we move on, I, <laughs> I kind of brushed over, I didn't even mention like the two or three other guys in the backfield. Um, they could they, they could get maybe the bulk of the carries out of this yeah. game, which would be Travis Homer, DJ Dallas, and maybe some of the younger guys. Yeah, I mean, sure, but are they what I'm looking for? No. no. I want to see, no. I want to see Ken Walker because we haven't seen him in a Seahawk uniform in a game situation yet, and I want to see uh, Rashad Penny after he looked so awesome at the end of the year last year and um, I want to see him healthy and that's it so you mentioned the tight ends like um, this is a nice tight end group um, you know Noah Fant's one of the best ones in the NFL Will Disley is um, just a tremendous blocking tight end with the great receiving potential uh, we've seen some of that in his young career uh, I want to see them I want to see how they're being used. Um, are they able to get open in the middle of the field without having to get deep? Are we are we targeting them um, significantly more? Because remember, um, Wilson always had a hard time getting the ball to people over the middle. It wasn't what he did. He didn't really try. There weren't even a lot of attempts to um, the area of the field where normally you'd see the tight end making reception. So with a different quarterback, does that mean that we're going to see a guy like Noah Fant get eight, you know, targets a game? Uh, I want to see what that looks like. I agree. I totally agree with you. And I do believe that, that they will be targeted more. Um, I think this, this offense is really kind of geared, especially with these quarterbacks um, to be able to, to get the ball out quick and, over the middle of the field and use the field spread spread things out um i think that's the idea is to kind of widen out the defense um and create seams uh to be able to effectively put players into space and use the athleticism especially noah fant guys like noah fant dk medcalf etc uh to be able to be in open space and beat their defenders one-on-one -on -one. so I agree with you on all all counts on that. How about the wide receivers, Keith? Okay, so the wide receiver. This is an interesting group because um, you know Lockett's looked exceptional during camp, which you'd expect. He's a you know top fifteen receiver in the league uh, statistically, even if no one considers him that. Um, 
and he's looked great. And I want to see him get out there and run, run some routes and be Tyler Lockett. I'm excited to see Metcalf now that he's signed that big deal together or whatever. But really what I'm going to be looking for is everybody else. Um, because this, after those top two, this is a wide open competition with a lot of people uh, trying to get, you know, a spot. Um, what does Cody Thompson look like? What does Freddie Swain look like? What do the rookies look like? Can um, D. Eskridge play? Yeah. Is, is D. Eskridge on the field at all? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't expect him to be because he hasn't practiced yet. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of guys competing for like three or four spots and yeah none of those guys are like you know uh i want to see what marquis goodwin looks like in a seahawk uniform because there's been a he's basically made um penny hart just irrelevant and in camp because that's but penny hearts look good though too well what penny hart does has done well and why he's looked well good in camp the last couple of years, even though it never translated in season um, is doing stuff that Marquise Goodwin is better at. And so um, let's see how that plays out. Can we get this Penny Hart come out and really show that well, he, he's more than just a, a straight line, deep speed runner and can actually have a more evolved game. Penny Hart. I will say this in practices is never, ever going against the ones. He's always in oh. the, the second, third, and fourth string uh, running yeah. plays. So that, keep yep. that in mind. Yeah, Cody Thompson, you mentioned. Um, I understand he's had a great offseason, great camp, came into sh- uh, camp in shape. They like him. He's got a big body type. Um, Kay Johnson's got a second year with the team, an opportunity. Came as an undrafted guy out of North Dakota State last year. Bo Melton and uh, Derek Young, the two seventh-round draft picks this year. Completely mm-hmm. wildly different players. Derek Young's more of a physical specimen who's going to uh, be a special teams gunner um, and, and out muscle you for balls while Bull Melton is going to juke you and um, and create some space with his little shiftiness and speed um, to be, <laughs> be fun to watch that group. Uh, okay, let's talk about the, the fun stuff now, Keith, the offensive line. Um, we, we aren't going to really see them go head to head and battle against you know the the defense too much but we will, do you want to see them the mock game yeah we will during the, the mock game but do you want to what are you looking for specifically though from offensive linemen so what i'm looking at for from the offensive linemen is i i want to see the defense throw everything they can at charles cross wow um and not um you know no kid gloves Take the kid gloves off. Throw everything you can at the at at cross, um, and make him work. And you know what's going to happen, based on when I, watching the um, the the game against Georgia, is he's going to win anyway. Yeah. Um, and he's so, got the best feet oh of God. any lineman in this group right now. He's got the best feet at a tackle that I've seen since the. Um, uh, Walter Jones, Tony Baselli, Jonathan Ogden, when that group of guys all retired and left the NFL, we haven't had a guy with feet like Charles Cross. Yeah, um, he can recover. I mean, it's, you know, he might get beat a little bit on a speed little thing going on the outside, but he can quickly move back into um, position and, and regain um, yeah. dominance pretty quick. 
pretty cool. Um, his nickname is Sweet Feet. Um, so I found that interesting because I mean that's perfect. Um, but yeah, like I I want to see the, I want to see them throw everything they can at him. Um, I also want to see what's going on on the other side. The um, you know Stone Forsyth, Jake Curran, Abe Lucas all getting shots to um, win that battle and and become the starter. I still think it's going to end up being Jake Curran, but you know now there's talk of moving Jake Curran inside and letting Stone Forsyth have it. Um, you know, at the beginning and, and letting Abe Lucas be the swing tackle at the beginning of the year and maybe reversing those last two um, somewhere in the middle of the season, yes, um, which would be right. which would be interesting. But I would like that is such a competitive group and a lot of talent. I mean, it's it's a high end group. Abe Lucas is, could be as good as anybody. Um, and so I want yeah, let's go out there. I mean, this is a it's a fun offensive line group. And I know that most people listening don't don't really care about offensive line. So I get that. But for me, it's a really fun group of guys. So I'm excited for it. So I haven't heard hardly anything <coughs> at all about the center position in this training camp. Austin Blythe, I mean, for better or for worse, I just haven't heard his name. His, um, it's his I job. Under, I understand he's just holding down the fort and it's all, it's all good. Yeah. He's competent and he knows what he's doing. He knows the line calls based on uh, time in the system and um yeah it's definitely his his to lose behind him yep. kyle fuller dakota shepley i'm sure they're going to get some snaps but i don't even i don't even know i i haven't heard anything about those those guys either which is a little disconcerting you'd think you know a guy like dakota shepley for example who hasn't been in camp really uh with the seahawks would would take this opportunity to just really try to show and just haven't heard anything at all so and now, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game. A new way to enjoy daily fantasy football. A new shot to win millions in prizes. And the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFL Players Association. Playing Rainmakers football is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player cards of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions. Build your collection of football stars and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in jaw-dropping prizes. Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now and sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details um how about on the defense keith overall we've all we've heard out of this training camp so far is defense 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 these guys are like dominating and uh standout performances individually by a lot of different players um what are you most excited to see i am most excited to see these young cornerbacks um because the seahawks have four guys competing for two spots and all of them look really good right now um sydney jones appears to be a lock at one side um 
with Artie Burns and, and Kobe Bryant competing for the other spot. And don't forget Tariq Woolen, who is the most athletic, um, you know, just freakish athleticism um, of the group who's actually and played much better in uh, camp so far than we kind of, he was thought of as a project, right? Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, come out of University of Texas, San Antonio. So he's supposed to be this like super athletic project that's, you know, going to be ready to play in a year. Uh, and he's looked like he's ready to play now. I mean, maybe not start now, but he belongs in the conversation. So though that group, I am really excited to watch. Um, I will say that as much as we've heard about them, especially Kobe Bryant, who's looked fantastic. Um, you know who hasn't stood out in any way and it's been very disappointing? Justin Coleman. The guy who was in Seattle was one of the best slot corners in the entire NFL, quietly just being great um, as that third corner before moving on, is back with the team and just doesn't appear to be the same guy. It's very odd. Very, I'm kind of disappointed. So hopefully he'll come out and really show once we get game time. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard anything about uh, about him either. Uh, um, at, but you know, at this point, it's just so difficult to to nail that down. Like what responsibilities they're asking him to do, what the offenses are showing on the other side, et cetera. Who's who's he going up against? Um, I haven't heard that he's been getting beat either. So you know. Mm -hmm nor have I heard anything about Amadi or, you know, Blair. I think Blair got beat on a, on a throw. Oh, uh, Amadi's made some ni really nice plays in camp. And I don't know about him getting beat on other plays, but um, his name has come up quite a bit on like, Ooh, this was a really good play. And Ooh, that mm -hmm. was a really good, you know, so he's having a good camp. Yeah. I haven't heard about any, most defenders getting beat uh, on anything. I think the offense is really lagging, not making mm -hmm. plays, you know, DK Metcalf's back into camp, signed his deal um but he's kind of easing back into it he's trying to build some rapport with those quarterbacks Lockett, you mentioned um in in a prior show uh was having a great camp uh, so far that's absolutely true but everyone else is just kind of eh. and you've got a ton of you know young offensive wide receiver talent i think that is just itching to kind of have opportunities and so we'll see if the quarterbacks can make some some magic happen in this game all right, so we've talked about the cornerbacks a little bit. Um, there's a lot of young guys on the roster too, but I think the the top five or maybe even six guys are pretty well locked in right now uh, mm -hmm. in this in this deal. Um, how about safety? Jamal Adams has the the big huge club on his hand now. Quandre Diggs has got his new contract. He's looked great. Um, Uguamati, Ryan Neal, Marquise Blair. There's a couple of young guys in Josh Blount and uh, Bubba Bolden. Scott Nelson, et cetera. Um, yeah, it was interesting to me that with um, both of veterans sidelined, um, uh, when Adams hurt his finger and was gone for a day and, and um, uh, Diggs had a day off, that it wasn't Ugo Amadi and Ryan Neal that came in and got the, got the um, snaps with the ones. They... Um, the guy's first name is Josh. You said his name, and I can't. I just can't remember his last name. Josh um, Jones. Jones was. It was Josh Jones. He was the guy who came in and and got those snaps with the ones. And I was like, that's very interesting to me because mm. uh, Ryan Neal and Ugo Amadi have 
been here. They've done it. We know that they can do it. Um, last two games of the year, last year, uh, Amadi was the starting free safety. We've seen um, Ryan Neal as a strong safety, both when Cam Chancellor was the starter and then with Adams as the starter. He's been able to come in and, and be, you know, good um, in that role. So I was a little surprised to see someone else get the snaps with the ones, but it goes to show you that this may be a deeper group than I think people are are used to seeing. How about middle linebackers? I'm going dis, to uh, distinguish those guys from the outside edge rusher uh, linebackers, but how about in the middle, Cody Barton, Jordan Brooks? I've heard a ton of good, positive feedback so far on Cody Barton. Yeah, uh, Cody Barton's looked really good in camp, and Jordan Brooks, uh, basically they're saying he looks like he's – the star they knew they were they were getting when they drafted him that he's always in the backfield every time they run a play jordan brooks has his hands on the on the running back in the backfield and it's not just because there's no contact or whatever but he's just getting upfield really fast um the way we were used to seeing bobby wagner do it so that is that that's really promising um my concern isn't those two it's what's behind them um in order to run this defense you need uh, two interior um, linebackers with both the first and second team defense. And who's running that with the second team defense? Um, because there aren't really two other interior linebackers on this roster. And that's been troubling for me since, you know, training camp started and it's, it's still that way. So uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, we need to see who's going to be that next person because they need a backup. You always have to have someone who's ready to come in uh, and and play. You need it because you're one play away from, you know, depending on that person play and play out. So, yeah. And one of those guys is on the pup list right now, John Radigan, and I'm not exactly sure when they have him coming back. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll find out. Now, on the outside, it gets really interesting. Um, in fact, this is where I think um, it gets really interesting in the scrimmage overall is the outside edge rushers um, on this team. And we're talking about um, Nuasu and Daryl Taylor and Alton Robinson and Boye Mafe and now um, Smith as well. Um, Tyreek Smith um, just came off the pup list this, this week as well. So uh, what are you looking for in a mock game out of your edge rushers? Well, I mean, obviously, I want to see guys get up field and get around the corner. That's, I mean, that, that's their job. But in this defense, they're that's not their only job. This isn't like they're playing. I was hoping you'd say um, this. It's not like they're playing, you know, the Leo defensive end the way Chris Clemens used to. Um, they're an outside linebacker, so they've got to get up field and and get around the corner and, and do the pass rush thing. But they also have to get outside and set the edge against the run. They have to drop back into coverage against tight ends if they're on the end up on the strong side. Um, there's other responsibilities for them and for the young guys. Um, they it's, there's reads. They have to be able to, you know, if the tight end does this, this is where responsibility. If they do this other thing, but then you also have to watch because it might be a sure they, they start out blocking and the re release and that's on you and and. Um, how much thinking are they doing and how much, how fast are they playing? Um, because it's not an easy job. It really right. isn't. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with your assessment there. Um, dropping back into coverage is going to be huge for this group, um, primarily because they just haven't had to do it in the past. Now, Nuas, who's got the experience, he's likely yes, to he get does. the starters uh, starters minutes there. Daryl Taylor's got a little bit of experience both in college and last year uh, when they asked him to to drop back a little bit into coverage. Oh, and Robinson then, last year too had some. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, the whole entire scheme kind of rests in this group. I mean, you you definitely want to get some penetration with your guys up front. We're talking about Puna Ford Al Woods, uh, Brian Monet, um, Quentin Jefferson, et cetera. Um, but and you know, and Shelby Harris. Um, but but this outside edge rusher group is is really foundational to how well the defensive backs are able to play because you know you you can only stick to guys for so long. And we've got to have some pressure. You've got to turn that um, that power into speed, and you know, speed into power, and, and just really affect uh, the quarterback. And I'm just keen in on this this group, not only in this game, but probably the entire preseason to see how we do. I mean, when when you when you're going to switch to, I mean, they're they're going to be a multi front. They're going to be it's hybrid, but uh, they're getting more and more to a three four alignment, and in that alignment. Um, you know, you got three big bodies in the middle and you're, you want guys like Shelby Harris and Quentin Jefferson to get pressure up the middle. Um, but you've got, you don't have, um, on your defensive line, you don't have the Daryl Taylor, you don't have, um, Carlos Dunlap. I mean, those are guys that, um, you have bigger bodies, uh, up there on the line. So those guys have to be able to get at least a little bit of push up the middle, uh, and that's harder to do. That's why the three, four, uh, getting the personnel is hard to set up because I was just going to ask you about that. How do you think that we've done rel- that transition this year? Well, the Shelby Harris acquisition was that transition. Um, getting him who and Quentin Jefferson to come too. Yeah. I mean, getting Shelby Harris really made it. It's like, okay, because now we've got that three, four end that can be the big body and still get up the field. And then they managed to get Quentin Jefferson to come back to play on the other side. And that's, uh, that was great. I mean, you have those two, then you've got your, you know, Puna Ford, Al Woods, Brian Monet, um, you know, kind of in the middle and, and we'll play those other two spots, um, you know, in short yardage and, and that kind of stuff. But it's, it is a, it's a good solid group. Like they did, they made that transition much quicker than I expected them to. Yeah. I, I totally agree. That's why when you've said, you know, playing multiple, multiple fronts, playing, you know, some four, three looks, three, four, et cetera. I have a feeling that they've made that transition fa- a little faster than I think maybe even they thought. Yeah. Well, I, they have, but at the same time, like this, that came from um, Clint Hurt, the defensive coordinator. It's true. But that they, also claim came from him, want. I think in February. No, I haven't came, heard him talk. Recently. It came from it came from him in June. Oh, okay. um, they want to be hybrid. They want to be multiple. Yes, they're going to be more of a three four than a four three, um, kind of like Pete Carroll's defense was in 2010, 2011. Um, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and then it, they they really went to uh, starting in you know 2012. They really shifted more to the to a, a more traditional four three, um, even if it was the the line was offset. Um, they want to do that because they want to confuse opposing teams. They want to 
you know, you're going to prep for this and we're going to come out and do something different. And mm -hmm. we're going to have a certain alignment. So your reads are all these particular keys. And then we're going to do something completely different because we're going to shift out of it. Um, they want to be able to do that. And, uh, but you're right at the end they're they want to be, they're going, no, no, they're going to be more of a three, four team than anything else. And that transition on the, on the defensive line happened quick. The transition at the linebackers didn't. It's been a slow transition over the last yeah. couple of years. Well, and you and you pointed to it in the fact that we don't have any depth at middle linebacker. They, mm -hmm. You know, and that's I think the biggest tell right there. And now I think we're going to be okay at outside linebacker. I think we've got some young, really good young players, and one guy that's been in the league for four, five, four or five years. Um, but but that's if there's a lot resting on a bunch of guys that don't have a lot of experience if a guy in the middle gets hurt and they end up i don't expect them to go to donker or radigan as a starter mm -hmm. i actually was looking at this and thinking about it and i'm like nawasu is so mm -hmm. athletic and mm -hmm. experienced I agree. He, would, he would move inside you've got four other guys to be the outside linebacker so they have that extra body i, I agree um and move him in and i think he'd, he'd do okay it's not I, really i say it's not really his thing but i still think he'd do okay i think the team really likes joe lion um in in the middle there they think that he was underrated um in chicago um guy that's just a special teams guy according to you know everyone all the stats etc he's only had five or six or under 10 snaps in four years four seasons at um linebacker in the nfl but they they he likes they like him because he knows the defense he knows the calls um and i just don't i don't know anything about him as far as being athletic enough to play the position or strong enough or any any of those things i just know that um the team trusts him at this point yeah so we'll see we'll see i mean he's got like 10 naps and 40 i mean he could he could be nick Belour level linebacker as far as i know i have no idea i just yeah. i really don't so we'll find out yeah um anything else how about our how about our special teams I mean, that's a big factor that we haven't really talked about very much i don't know no we don't talk about it because come out the, in, in, the the three guys are um are set so it's hard you know it's it, it that is true but it, it's it's so much more than that though if we really think about it um so and and, and to me and the reason I brought this up is that we've added so much speed and athleticism to this team mm -hmm. that I would imagine that our special teams are going to greatly improve this year. And I was just curious as to what you're thinking about that. I think that it could. Um, they've added so much speed, a lot of young, inexperienced rookie speed that tend to overcommit and um, end up out of their lane and that kind of stuff. So it might be great for a few plays and then they give up a big return or that kind of stuff so um we'll see how that goes but more for me what i was thinking about was punt coverage because you got dixon who can hit the ball 65 70 yards downfield um and usually doesn't because you don't want to outkick your coverage but now you line up Tariq woolen on the outside and i don't think you can outkick his speed um so he's going to be able to just boom the ball as hard as he can and the team and players are going to get down the field for him that's going to be helpful and on the short yardage um or not sorry the shorter field you know 
when it was uh, John Ryan, they used to do this where he'd pop, put the ball up in the air and the gunners would go down and catch it at the three-yard line. Um, and I think we're going to see we've got the speed for them to be able to do that, to get downfield, turn, find the ball, and catch the ball um, You know, inside the five. I, I would funny. love to see that. Yeah, fun. All right, let's get out of here. Everybody enjoy that game. Um, and we'll come back next week and we'll talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and whatever else is going on. So find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. Find us on our website. Find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and share it if you like it. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL, and the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.